Um, man, I don't, we'll see how this goes. I, I just had a thought, because you know what, that happens. And um, I'll tell you where it came from. Um, must have been Friday. A lady called into the station, and she's called before, you know, and looking for me. And, and uh, she goes, you know, Pastor Keenan, I just need prayer. I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's kind of what we're here for, what's going on. And then she said, you know what she said? She said, nobody loves me. And I went, well, that's not true. But I know I get how you would feel that way. And then I took a little more time with her because I wanted to hear her story. And then it made, it made me think, though, I'm so thankful that people love me. Amen. I mean, because think about it. Uh, my family is all spread out now. My daughter's in Georgia. My family's in California. And it's like, and I, I was talking to uh, somebody, and they were like, well, if something happened to you, you know, they would have to fly home. I'm like, no, they wouldn't. I mean, I got tons of people. If something happened to me, it'd be an army of people outside waiting to take care of me. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not alone. So, so it made me think it's so good to be loved. Amen. Yes, it is. I mean, I, I, was, I, remember when I, I remember when I went to see my brother when he first went down. He was in the rehab facility, and his roommate was in really bad shape. I mean, he was you know, just kind of just there. He wasn't really there uh, mentally or physically. And uh, my brother was like, I think he can sense things. And he's like, man, nobody comes to see him. I mean, just nobody, you know. I mean, he's like, you know, I guess he's got family because they put him in here, but nobody comes to see him. That was, that was you know, when you could go visit people. And... Uh, and it kind of broke my heart. So my brother was like, man, I try to talk to him. Here's my brother in bad shape, but he's trying to talk to this guy. And I'm just thinking, man, it's a blessing to be loved, people. Amen. Yes, it it's is. It's a blessing for somebody to love you. So what I'm really saying is, if you look around at each other, we need each other. Amen. I mean, because a lot of times your church will replace your family. Amen. I mean, you know, because some of you don't see your family. But if something went down, we'd be there. Amen. You know, and, and, and it's like... Uh, um, the church is, 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 is more, it's more than just gathering uh, in the presence of God, which is the great, but it's also, it becomes your family. It becomes your, your network of love. It becomes your backup if something goes wrong. It's like, man, in the street, I mean, in order to survive in Detroit, the way I, especially when I had to survive in Detroit, I, I had these friends. And I still got them to this day. And, and, and man, if we would, we would uh, have fun together, we would cry together, we would fight together, we would run together. You know, we played sports together. We did all these things together. We would mess with the girls <laughs> together. We did all these things together. And it was like, that's how we got through a rough part of Detroit at a certain period, which in the, in the 80s, late 70s, 80s, it was really rough. And it's like, that's how we did it. We stayed together. So what I'm saying is, if you look at the church, we, that sometimes gangs have more loyalty than church does. Mm -hmm. Gang members love each other more than church people love each other. You know, and I'm saying that we are like a gang. Amen. And if you pick on one of us, you're picking on all of us. Hey, amen, somebody. Amen. And if something happened to one of us, everybody will, because why? Because it's so good to be loved, man. 
So what I'm trying to say is I love you. I mean, that's, you, you better know I love you because the only reason I deal with winter is you. Because <laughs> if I didn't have you, I don't know if I'd be here. I'm going to be honest with you. And I got options. And it's like, but because of you, you know, I'm like, no, I, I, I'm going to have to deal with the winter now. You know, so pray for me in February, though. You know how I get. So if you look at, uh, uh, I started to think this poor girl says, no, I, no one, Pasquita, nobody loves me. And, and I'm like, well, I'm going to go out on a limb. I love you. And I'm like, and I, and I said, smile if him loves you. And I said, how about this? I'm going to tell my church about you, and then they're going to love you. Amen. Her name is Christy. So we love Christy. Amen. Because nobody loves her. I'm like, you're lying. Yes, they do. You know, we, we love you. So go to 1 John chapter 4 really quick. And auntie, let's talk about uh, it's good to be loved. Come on. Dear friends, let us love one another, for yeah. love comes from God. Yeah. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Now, the sad part is you have to tell Christians, because he's writing to Christians here. You have to, the sad part is you have to tell Christians to love, Amen. which means something. We think that love is a feeling. It's not. Amen. Love is a choice. Mm-hmm. It's not a feeling. We choose, because every, think about it, you don't always feel like loving. Amen. Right, right? You choose to love at certain times, because there's times when your children, you don't feel like loving them. It's time when you don't feel like loving your husband or your wife. Amen, somebody. Amen. What are you doing then? You're choosing to love. So think about it, you can't control my emotion. You can't tell me how to do my emotions. So love isn't an emotion, it's a choice. So God says, I'm telling you to love. Amen. And then we go, wait a minute, that's my emotions. You can't make me do that. It's not an emotion. It's a choice. Dear friends, let us love one another. Let me tell you why. Because everyone who loves has been born again. And you know God. So people, go, people have asked me, uh, uh, what is the process of joining your church, pastor? And I'm like, well, here's the rules. You better love somebody. Or you can't come here. We don't have any classes. I'm not looking at your 401 statements and your tax returns. I know churches who do that, I'm be honest. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I mean, I mean you don't have to go through a series of courses to, to find out what we're about. No. Here's the rule. If you come in here and you say, I want to be a part of this, what do I have to do? Well, you got to start loving. Because we demand that here. I, just, I, I always said if I was going to pastor a church, it better be a loving one. Amen. Because I've been involved with in, on, in a leadership capacity of churches, and, and I would say they had love, you know. But I mean, but you still had a lot of other things, under, undertone things. And, and I'm, I'm like, I don't want to pastor a church that gossips. Amen. I don't want to pastor a church that kicks people when they're down. Amen. I don't want to pastor a church that's judgmental. Amen. Yeah, come on now, come on. I don't want to pastor a church that, that speaks evil about people. I, I don't want to pastor a church that isolates people. Amen. I don't want to pastor a church that's racist. I don't want to pastor a church that uh, 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 categories people because of the money that they make or anything. I don't want to pastor no church like that. Amen. I want to pastor a church that, that loves each other genuinely. Amen. And the people who, who come through here who couldn't do that, they're no longer here. Amen. All right. 
So what it, why is it so important? It's because it shows that you know God. Auntie, come on. Whoever does not love does not know God. So let me tell you, if you don't love, auntie, you, then you don't know God. As simple as that. Everyone who loves knows God. If you don't love, then you don't know who God is. Simple as that. So if someone says, no, it's too hard for me to do that, then you don't know God yet. Because know what you'll say coming in, especially coming in new. I don't know these people. You know, now growing up where I grew up, you don't trust nobody. I, I'm going to be honest. I still struggle. Whenever I walk into a place, I'm always looking at the exits. I'm not sitting with my back to the door and I'm checking out everybody who walks in. That's just how I am. I get on a plane. I'm looking for terrorists. <laughs> just it's just my nature you know what I'm saying I mean I'm not I mean it's, it's tough but I'm I'm starting I just take a glance around okay what am I dealing with here because that's the way I survived back when I had to survive everybody say amen. amen so but what I'm saying is if you don't love it's simply because you haven't figured out God yet I know you might be new I know you might be new to this love thing trust me I'm still working on this love thing because some people just don't deserve it I'm going to be honest, it's easy to love you. But man, other people, I struggle. And I'll be like, God, I don't, I don't not like them. But love is, <laughs> that's a little, that's, that's tough. You know, I, so I'm, I'm always working on my loveness. That ain't no word, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm always kind of working on, kind of fine-tuning it because I haven't mastered it yet. Because some people just get on my nerves, you know. Some people get on my nerves on sight. And I'd be like, I don't know why I don't like this person. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Because I wouldn't want nobody to judge me that way. So I'm like, so I'm, I'm really working on it. So mm -hmm. I'm, 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 I'm trying to fine tune the love thing. So if you haven't mastered it, don't be nervous. But what I am saying is work towards it because it means that you love God. Everybody say amen, amen. to that. Come on, auntie. As Where are we going is, next? Corinthians 2. First Corinthians Let's go. 12. As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Okay, there's many parts, but there's only one body. You got all these parts to you, but it's only one body. Go. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. Uh -huh. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. And so here it is. Here's your body talking to itself. It will never say it doesn't need another part. Right, right. It says that your, 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 your eye will not say hand, I don't need you. They need each other because the eye has to coordinate the hand and the hand has to grab it and pick it up. And it, it, your whole body needs itself. It needs each other. All your parts down to your pinky toe. Need, it need, it, you need it. Amen. And when a part is missing, you ever see somebody with a finger cut off? Yeah. And then you, and you can't help but look at it. <laughs> you know, like, I want to know why that finger came off. You know, you're sitting there like this, you know, and it's like, hey, so anyway, I know I get that. But what happened to your finger? You know, and it's like, and I guarantee you, you can still function and you probably will get used to it, but you're going to miss it. Amen. So, so what is God saying? He did, God did an amazing thing. He tried to tell us how important we all are yes. by using the body, the human body. He's saying, think about the human body with all these different things and functions. And it is so important to the whole. And that's the church. So here it is. You guys are so important. All of you are very. Let me show you why. Come on. 
On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. It's just those, those parts of the body that, you, that, that are less important. That, they, they, you know, they, 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 they don't mean as much until it's not there. What is the last time you ever thought about an intestine? <laughs> you don't wake up thinking about your intestines. You know, what have you ever, whatever you, what is the last time you ever thought about your bladder? other than when it's full. It's just, it's just a part of the body that you don't give attention to. Amen, someone. A, a, a spleen. I don't even know what a spleen is. Where is it? I mean, and what is the last time you thought about your spine? See, see it, it, the, it, it's saying even the things that, that you don't, that, they're less important to you. You don't really think about daily. They're so important because if it was messed up, think about if you lost function of your intestine. Amen, somebody. Amen. If, you, if your spine all of a sudden went crooked mm -hmm. or you broke it or something, oh, the whole body's down. Yep. So what, is, what are you saying? Well, you know, people come up here and clean. Nobody sees it. Nobody notices it. But man, it's important. Yes, it is. Come on now. Come on. Yes, it is. You know, okay, the, somebody stands up here, okay, they're being noticed. That's like a face or something. People stand over here and sing and play, okay, they're being noticed. They're like the things that we don't cover up. There's hands and nose. You don't cover that stuff up. But, man, the rest of the body that you don't really see is so important. Yes. So the people who will show up when someone's down and can't cook and bring food, it's very important. Very important. If something, my family's gone. If something happens to me, you suckers better be there. Amen. Don't let me go to the hospital. I was thinking, you know how blessed I am? I haven't been in a hospital since like 1987. Amen. Like, man, I was, somebody the other day was like, when last time you been in a hospital? I'm like, when I broke my ankle playing ball years ago. And then that man wanted to give me a sponge bath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the hospital and they're like and, and all the time I got these female nurses and they're going they're taking care of me and you know because I broke my ankle really bad I had to stay in there and, and so then they go they, they ding over the thing hey uh, Kenan can you get up and take a shower because if you don't want to we can come down there and sponge you I'm like I ain't getting up sponge me <laughs> so then they this dude opens the door he's about 6'4 and he's got a bucket and a sponge. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Oh, I'm here to get a sponge back. No, you're not. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I changed my mind. I can get up, man. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> no, nah, he's not sponging me. He's too big. No, uh, no. I would feel so intimidated. You know what I mean? No, no. This isn't prison. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't talk about that stuff in church. <laughs> Auntie, come on. And the parts that we think are less honor and the parts we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. Yeah. And the parts that are unpresentable, we are treated with special modesty. With special modesty. modesty. It, it says, listen, the things that you really don't want to show, you really take time to make sure it's covered. What, when you put on a new dress or something, I see women do it all the time. What's the first thing you do? You turn sideways. You're trying to see if your gut is out or your butt is too big. You know you do it. 
You put on something, you just go, oh, okay, how's it looking? How's it looking? <laughs> you know, the thing is that you don't, you, you're saying, oh, I got an issue with this. I got to make sure this thing is covered up nicely. When you put on jeans, what do you do? You turn your butt in the mirror and see how it looks. I know you do. Everybody's acting holy today. I'm going to go back to Iowa. I mean, the Iowa people were rocking with me, all right? So it's like you know it's true when you try something, man. You go, man, is my gut out? I got to make sure the gut ain't out. Is my bottom flap, is that moving? I got to make sure I cover that up. Yeah. Amen. The Bible's saying it's not me. <laughs> it's saying there's, there's things that, that are not, you, you need special modesty because they're unpresentable. They're the things that you just don't want people to, to really see. And I'm thinking about, man, there's things that, you know, there's counselings and things that go on that you don't really want people to see mm -hmm. or know about it. I mean, there's some things that I, I'll, I'll call the prayer team and say, put this on the list. And then there's other things I don't want to put on the list. They're too, they're too private. Amen. And, I, and I know the prayer team wouldn't gossip or talk about it or anything, but the people would prefer to leave it kind of personal. Amen. Somebody. Amen. So, so it's like, man, you got to know the difference. He's saying in the body of Christ, you got these parts that you can't see and these parts that, that are tough, you know, tough to see. We had to make a tough decision a, a few weeks ago. We had to ask somebody to leave, you know, and it was tough and we, we didn't want to broadcast it, but it has to be done. Everybody say amen. Amen. Come on, Auntie, where are we? 24, where our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it. So that there should be no division in okay. the body. Okay, he's saying, listen, uh, there's more parts of the body that don't need this, the special care. Like, like, think about it. I mean, you don't, you don't really, you, you show your elbow all the time, but, you know, you don't do anything about it. I mean, yeah, you show your face and you might make up that sucker. You know, your hair, you make sure. Because oh, why? Because that stuff is going to be noticed. But it's like, you know. To, to, he, 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 he's, he's saying this, the body is so important all together, though. It's, it's, it's just so important from the top of your head down to the bottom of your feet. The body is so important. And when something's wrong with something in the body, the whole body's wrong. Mm -hmm. Man, I'll tell you that time I got sick and I had to throw up and I haven't thrown up since I was, I don't know, I don't even remember last time. I forgot how to throw up. And my whole body was suffering. My stomach was the problem. But man, what, none of, I wasn't caring about nothing else. It was just the stomach had all the attention. When you got a tough headache, the headache gets all the attention. Mm -hmm. See, the whole body suffers when something's wrong. If something goes wrong with one of us, I'm asking the rest of us to be there. Amen. I, they might have family and they might have people willing to take. But I'm saying I'm asking the rest of us Please be there. Amen. If, if, if something happened to you guys, I promise you, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to give everything I have to make sure I'm there. If, see, if, if somebody needs something, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to try my hardest to make sure I'm there. I'm saying if something happens, make sure you're there. Amen. That's what church is supposed to be. It's not just, we love you, Lord, let's go home and let's go to our separate corners and live our lives. It's, no, Lord, we love you so much because you are our father and we are your children. And so we are siblings. Amen. And now I have all these siblings. So where's your family? Oh, they're spread out, but I still got all these siblings. I got all these people that if something went wrong, 
I know that I promise you they'll be there. I'm banking on it, man. Thank God nothing's went wrong, but I'm saying if it does, and when it did go wrong, you were there for me. Amen. Amen. I, had a, I had a year that everything went wrong, and you jokers got me through it, and I always brag about you, because all you did was pray and waited for me. Amen. Waited for me to get back up, and I appreciate that. Everybody say amen. amen. So, so, that's what church is supposed to be. Amen. It's supposed to be your extended family. You're more than family. It's, it's, a, it's like you're a larger family. It's, it's, it's supposed to be that. It's supposed to be when kids come into this ministry, they're our kids. Amen. We all become uncles and aunts. Amen. Grandmothers. You know, it's like, man, that's that when 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 something goes on, we're family. We have to remember that because we're all you know, if something goes down, we, we, need to, we need to be there. Amen. We need to be there with our time, our resources, whatever someone may need. Everybody say amen. amen. Auntie, where are you? 26. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. See, if, if one, one part suffers, then the whole body is suffering. So if, 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 if one part is rejoicing, then the whole body is rejoicing with it. Well, look, that's, that's how this thing is supposed to work. It's, it's, uh, it's family. So when people go, oh, man, I thank you so much for being there, I, I always respond with family. Amen. So that's who we are. I mean, it's, we're, we're more than church. Amen. We're more than partitioners. We're, we're more than members. We're family. Amen. Auntie, where are we at? Philippians 2. Let's go. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ. It says, think about it. Think about what we have in Christ is what that is saying, Auntie. It's saying the encouragement we, he has brought us, the comfort of his love, uh, our sharing in his spirit, and the mercy and the kindness he has shown to us. Amen. I'm thinking about how, man, the world has become so dark, but I just don't care. I mean, be honest, do you care? It's because, man, the love of God is, and, and, and what Jesus has brought to me brings me a level of peace Amen. and a level of nonchalantness about all this madness. Amen. Why? Because he says, man, take no thought of what you should eat, drink, or wear. He says, worry as no cubit to your stature. It doesn't make you any taller. I did a lot of worrying in my life, but I'm still short. For my family, I'm sure. Still a little salty about that. <laughs> my brother's six too. How did that happen? He's my little brother. You know, but I, but I, I, I had to admit, if I was six three, six, my, you wouldn't be able to get my head in here. You really wouldn't. I was. <laughs> if I was six four. I mean, come on, you'd be like, this guy's a lot. I mean, so long as I'm short, I'm like, um, you know, I'm okay. You know. It says that we, if you get any encouragement from what Christ has done for you, the, the, the tenderness, the compassion he shows you, it says, then if you, if you enjoy these blessings, auntie, verse 2. Then make my joy complete. Then make my joy like and my wish complete. You know what it is, auntie? By being like-minded, having the same love, being in one spirit and of one mind. It says agree with each other and show your love for each other, be united in your goals and in the way you think. I'm not 
not saying take away your personality and individual thoughts, but it's saying in the overall picture, we have to be one. We got to be in this together. All the different personalities, all the different talents, and all the different gifts and all that, has, we still have to be pushing to the same goal. I was talking to these managers who run this plant, and I'm like, dude, you guys are missing it. It's not about uh, making schedules and everything or, or making enough boxes of parts. What it's about is trying to get all these people from different backgrounds, different work ethics, different races, different economic situations, different reasons for being here to go in the same direction. Mm -hmm. That's what management is, if you're good. It's trying to get all these people to go the same way. Take all these different people and make them see the same goal. Amen. That's the key to managing people. And so it's like, that's, that's the key to, to, a, to a successful ministry. It's not how many people you have. Amen. I'm going to be honest. There's a couple of large churches that I've been to recently that I didn't even like. Didn't even like it. I mean, I, I thought the people were a little cold. You know, everybody spoke to me because they knew who I was, but I'm like, the people that I were with, they didn't speak to them. They didn't know who they were. I, I, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying it's a little cold for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm down in, in Iowa, and, and I got a whole line of little old ladies waiting to come up. Hey! <laughs> I got a whole line of kids, like, you know, high school kids waiting to talk to me, you know? And, I, and I'm thinking... You know, Julian, they're talking to Julian. He's holding his own conversation on the other side of the room. And, and, and I'm like, see, when you come here, I always ask people who come here, did you feel received? And I've never had one say no. Amen. So amen. I thank you guys for that. Everybody say amen. Amen. Because that's really my heart. So when I walk into a church and the greeter greets me, I don't get happy. Amen. That's why we don't have no greeters. Cause, no, why? Because everybody should greet. I don't want nobody to hand you a pamphlet and say, hey, have a great day. Good to see you. And then you walk in. Nobody else say a word to you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Don't hire greeters to greet me. It don't have the same effect as just the regular person who comes. Right, right. And says, hey, glad you're here. Good to see you. Amen. We don't have no greeters. We don't need no greeters. Everybody greets. Amen. And I love when people come and they, they, they're not used to us hugging for a second. And they, be, and they come in anew and they're so uncomfortable for a minute. They're like, oh, okay. All right, all right. I'm not used to this. Right, I'm Catholic. You know? <laughs> we don't touch each other. <laughs> Catholicism, you know. And, and then you give them about a month and then they're just, hey, how you doing? Amen. I mean, it's just that one moment of you matter. Yes, yes. That one moment of, hey, how you doing? That, that one moment of, man, you know what? You're somebody. Yes. I care about you. Yes. Good to see you. I haven't seen you since last week. That's why we do that. Amen. Hallelujah. So make somebody new uncomfortable. Go ahead. Auntie, where are we? Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. See, because we can't, we can't do anything... <sighs> It says, don't let selfishness and pride be your guide. Be humble, honor others more than yourself. Yes. Make sure you, make sure you know that people, other people know that they matter. And, 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 you know, 
it may, it may take a little bit away from you, but not really, because somebody else is going to make sure you matter. Right, right. So, so we go out of the way to make sure they know that they matter. And I'm, and I'm not really thinking about myself right now. I'm thinking about this person. But then somebody's going to come behind you and make sure you matter. Everybody matters. Yes. Without everybody, we don't have a church. We don't. You might think without me, we won't have a church. No, without everybody, we won't have a church, guys. Amen. So you go, all I do is come and sit here and, and, and you matter. You matter. Yes. Hallelujah, somebody. Everybody matters. Why? Because, man, if your big toe which isn't big and it isn't noticeable, unless you got on sandals or something, was gone, you would miss it. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know you miss it. When's the last time you thought about your elbow? But man, if your elbow was fractured, you'd miss it. Mm -hmm. Man, when's the last time you thought about your teeth other than flossing and brushing? Crack one, man. When I had that root canal, woo, root canals are brutal, man. And they're just drilling and pulling, and man, it was bad. And the Lord really blessed me because when it went down, it was right when COVID hit. They shut down the next day. And I was like, thank you, Lord, I wouldn't have survived. I wouldn't have survived. But when's the last time you thought about a molar? You don't. But... Man, when it's gone. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Come on, guys. You don't think about no appendix. You don't, you don't, you don't. When's the last time you thought about your tongue? You don't think about that. It's not one of the beauty parts. It's not one of the parts you, you know, you get your nails done. You, get, you know, it's not one of the parts that, you know, you shave your beard and trim that up. But, man, you, you don't think about your tongue. I mean, it's just there, you know. You just, but man, you won't be able to talk, won't be able to taste nothing if it was gone. Mm -hmm. So important. Everybody's important. Everybody. That's why he used the concept of the body. So you might not be doing anything, but man, if somebody goes down, you definitely can cook. Amen. And make sure they're eating. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. If somebody can't drive, you can definitely pick them up. Amen. Make sure they get where they need to go. See, that's ministry too. Yes, it minute, is. It's not the high-powered things that get all the accolades, but it's the things that make church successful. Hallelujah. Auntie, where are we? Four, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of and others. See, that's totally contrary to where the world is right now, because everybody looks to their own interests. It really, everybody else's interest doesn't matter, unless it agree, agrees with mine. And it's like, man, nobody thinks about anybody else's interest anymore it's just you know it's just i just care about my stuff what i got going what's what's going on in my world what the way i think and it's like man okay well you never help anybody there's times when my phone rings and i go man i don't feel like answering it. and it's sometimes when i can't but i always call them back mm -hmm. because and because i don't feel like answering that but I got to look to somebody else's interest. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's some time when I just don't feel like it, but man, I had to gather myself 
and go, okay, I know you don't feel like it, but you're going to look to somebody else's interest. Right, right. What's going on with somebody else? I, I know you don't feel like hearing no bad news. I know you're in the middle of watching a movie. I know the game is on. But it's like, I got to take a second, hallelujah, somebody, and look to somebody else, man. Or, well, love, the, God, did you really touch my life? Because I'm struggling because I'm the most important person in the world. And I'm going, man, Kenan, you actually think you suck because everything you want to do, you don't do. I'm one of the most reluctant preacher, pastor guys you will ever meet. I, I mean, I fought this thing tooth and nail. I just didn't want any part of it. I, I, I remember the first few years, I felt like I was doing this thing with, with my arm twisted, like God was making me do it. I just didn't want no part of it. I just, I'm like, Lord, I don't want to do this thing. You know, I, just let me do what I do offline. Nobody says it. You know, I, I'll be fine. Just, you know, no, and God's like, no, I need you to, no, I don't, I don't really want to do it. So, I mean, I fought it for about a year. Because I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to have to give up what I'm doing, give up my money, definitely. I know that. I got to start dealing with people on another level. It's like, I'm like I got to always be talking. I don't want to do that either. I'm so reluctant. I just, some guys are like, man, I, I always knew I was going to be this. I just wanted to be this. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Mine is totally because out of need and I'm trying to be unselfish. Because I would rather not, to be honest. But then I think God has me that way so he makes sure I give him glory. I, I really don't ever take any of his glory. Amen. People try to give it to me, I don't take it. It's like, no, it's, trust me, you don't realize how God this is. Because if it was Canaan, I wouldn't even be here. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, man, right around the end of January, beginning of February, I get depressed. Because, man, I'm sick of the cold. I'm sick of boots. Sick of big, you know, of coats and just tired of it. I'm like, man. And, then, and all my friends go, man, why do you stay in the winter? And I go, because I love somebody else Amen. more than I love myself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Auntie, where are we? Five, and your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. It says, okay, so here it is. In your life together, think the way Christ Jesus thought. And he's got all this record of what he thought. Let me think. Jesus would talk to people that he shouldn't. Mm -hmm. One of them was women. And every time he had a conversation with one of the disciples, he'd go, why are you talking to her? Jesus goes, why not? Amen. Jesus tells a story about a good Samaritan. And to Jews, there were no good Samaritans. Mm -hmm. Jews hated Samaritans. And Jesus goes, oh, let me tell you a story. It was a good Samaritan. And they were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the church went past and saw him in a house full of sinners. And, he, and they were like, man, why is he in there with those sinners? Jesus like, why not? Amen. That's who I came for. Yes, yes, yes. See, the mind that was in Christ, well, that's tough because they beat him, 
accused him. Uh, they they uh, uh, spit on him, kicked him, made him carry a stick as far as he could, and then he couldn't anymore. They hung him on a cross, and then he still said, forgive them. Mm -hmm. so, so the mind that was in Christ, and when Christ, when someone came to Christ with a need, he did something about it. Mm -hmm. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ. Well, think about what kind of mind Christ had. He was just to the glory of God, and he also came down here as a servant. He, the Bible says he made himself no, not equal to God, which he was. He made himself no reputation, which he didn't. He didn't come down here with any fanfare. He was born in a manger. Mm -hmm. Could have been born in a palace. He was a king. So let this mind be in you that's in Christ. Well, we're all here because of the mind of Christ. Everybody yeah. say amen. amen. Auntie, come on. Who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something mm -hmm. to be used to his own and You know advantage. what that really means? He says, man, he didn't use it for his own benefit, meaning he came down here totally as a servant. He came to serve. Now, when he comes back, he's coming back as judge. Yes, he is. He's coming back a whole different way. But when he first came, he came to serve mankind. Amen. That's what made, that's, if I was standing there watching him crucified, that's why I would struggle so much. Because I'm like, man, all this guy did was good. And you're killing him? This doesn't make sense. You might not believe what he's saying, but, I mean, he did so much good in the, while he was here. I mean... He came down here to serve other people. He came down here to show the love of the Father. He came down here to give his life so we could be saved. And he came down here to, to make sure people around him were okay. Yes. And everywhere he went, he tried to make sure people were okay. He's like, they don't have any food. Okay, we'll sit, disciples were like, send them away. Let them go get their own lunch. Jesus says, no, we got to feed these people. Yes, he did. What do we got? Well, we got a few fish and the loaves this little boy bought. Okay, that's enough. Feed them. Don't send them away hungry. Yes. Feed me. No. <laughs> Last time one of you suckers invited me over to eat. <laughs> you don't love me. I'm going. I'm leaving. See what I'm saying? Little gestures of love makes. It, 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 it goes a long way. You, you might go, man, I don't do anything here. I'm saying you matter. And how about this? Do what you can do mm -hmm. to be a blessing to somebody else, Amen. man. Who in here needs a blessing? I'm going to tell you what, I do. Amen. I do. My family's gone. I got Courtney and Julian. They drive me nuts. <laughs> I mean, I got aunts and uncles. I, I got family here. I, got, I still got family here. But I got you. Amen. I got a bunch of cousins. But I got you too. Amen. Auntie. Whether he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. It says instead, because he didn't, you know, use his equality to God for his own benefit. It says instead he gave up everything he had even his place with God, he accepted the role of a servant, appearing in the human form during his life as a man. Talk about, talk about giving up yourself 
and not thinking about yourself, thinking about others, well, you can't beat the cross of giving of yourself. I mean, Amen. man, I'm going to die so everybody else can live. Whoa. Here's God going, here's the Father going, I'm going to send my son to die so everybody else can live. Here's the Holy Spirit going, I'm not going to stop this from happening so everybody else can live. The angels, I'm going to hold the angels back so everybody else can live. Jesus says, I don't have to go through this. I can call down armies right now. I put an end to all of this. I don't have to do this, but I'm doing this because I'm thinking of somebody else. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know why, but I love them, even the ones that are killing me. Because they don't realize that they're supposed to kill me. Mm -hmm. Let this mind be in you that's in Christ. Well, that's, that's, that, that means every once in a while you think about somebody else. Mm -hmm. Somebody might be lonely or, you know, you might call and check on somebody, you know. You, you might, you don't assume everybody's, you know, okay, you know. I, I love the, the random text I get. Hey, 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 hey Pastor Keenan, you okay? Yeah, thanks. If I wasn't, I would tell you. But it's like good to just see it, even if I'm okay. Know what it says? Somebody's thinking about you. Amen. So you might go, man, I'm not doing anything. But you got a phone. You can check on somebody. Hey, man, come on. Amen. Why? Because every part of this body this body of believers is as important as me. You go, no, yeah. If it wasn't you, we wouldn't have a church. Come on, huh? So what am I saying? Well, you heard what I said. <laughs> what are we doing here? We, you know, what, what I'm saying is, if somebody goes down, we're going to be there. Amen. Something goes wrong, we got their back. If somebody needs to be covered, we're going to cover them. Somebody needs to be picked up, we're going to pick them up. Somebody needs to be looked out for, we're going to look out for them. Hey, they might have family, but, but we're family too. Right? All right, our kids are getting ready to start school, man. And, and uh, I, I want to I pray. Can we pray? Let's pray for the kids. Father, I give you glory and praise for the protection of our children, first of all, because... I pray for the whole protection of the country. Lord, my heart kind of breaks because at some time, somebody's going to probably try to shoot up some school or something. It's just, it's just the times that we live in, God. And we pray that you protect the children, all the children of this country that are about to go back to school. And then we pray for ours, Lord. We pray that they will, uh, their little hearts will be okay. That they, and some of them are going in new situations. You know, Julia's going to a new school and, you know, my granddaughters went to a new school. And so, I mean, pray, Lord, that they, they'll be okay. Help them figure things out. Blake's going to a new school. Pray that they figure it out. Watch out for, for these kids, oh God. Give them the little wisdom. Give them their own hearts and their own wisdom. Even, see, the beauty of it is they know you now. So, Lord, I pray that they will take you to school and they will get through it. They, I pray for good friends for them. I pray I come against bullying and all that silliness that can happen at school, God. 
That, that won't happen to none of our kids. Everybody say amen to that one. So, Lord, we ask and pray that you would protect them, give, their, give them wisdom. Lord, bring the right people around them. I pray for all the teachers that they will see who these kids are and be able to teach them well. And I pray that they will have a good year. So, Lord, watch over our kids. Because when we drop them all, we're not there. We have nothing to do with what's going on. But I always know something. I always end the prayer with Julian with this. I know you're there. So if you're there, he's still okay. Hallelujah. So, Lord, pray. We pray for our children right now as they embark on another year of school. And we give you glory and praise for watching over them. Lord, I pray for the, this church as a whole that you would continue to bless us, Lord. Continue to knit us closer together. Lord, we pray for all the people who, who have come into this ministry. We say we love you and you're a part of the group. And, and we, 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 we pray that they will know that in their hearts, God. So in Jesus' name, all glory be to you. Everybody said amen. Come on, let's do.